Hey, 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 it's MJ Porches. And I am John Lillywhite. And this is Real Estate Unboxed. Unboxed. Hey, everyone. Woo. I'm excited about today. It's been a little while. It has been. Did you have a, I didn't ask you this before. Did you have a good fourth? Happy fourth. Yes, I had a fantastic fourth of July, just celebrating freedom of just everything. Yeah, and we had the freedom at that point to, I guess, not being, do a podcast. And being, we did. We had the freedom to relax and go and rest. We didn't do a podcast, but I miss you. I and miss you too. I know you have a really great story that we're going to unbox today. I think it's really uh, valid and important for a lot of reasons, but I have a question for you. Is there road rage in real estate? Great. <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, seriously, how many times have we all seen it that you get too many people in the kitchen, too many people doing things that they shouldn't be doing, and then it, it just create a level of frustration. I think that's the premise of where we're going with this, right? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And I, I just call it road rage because I think your story and what we're going to talk about today and just unboxing itself is, you know, we, we all get in our cars every day and we all have somewhere to go. And in this business, it's the same thing. You know, right. we get in our vehicle we, to, to go where we're going to go in a transaction, but we're all on, on a road together right. on this highway, right? And you, you have a story. I think, what, what is our title? How are we unboxing this I, today? I think, as we had said, you brilliantly came up with it. Stay in your lane. That's what the topic Stay is. The title lane. of this is Stay in Your Lane. And so I'm going to start with what this all means. And then I'm just going to let everyone just is going to be able to draw their own conclusions from it. So here we go. All right. Uh, I'm in the middle of a transaction, right? And uh, I had uh, locked in a rate for the client. And somewhere along the line, the agent representing the buyer had said, wow, that's a kind of a high rate. Uh, I could get you three quarters of a point lower. Imagine the buyer at that point, right? Going three quarters of a point, that's huge. Well, now the, the buyer is, is, is mired in his own thoughts of how do I deal with John on this? How, and obviously he gives me a call and, and says, hey, we're just told by the buyer or the agent representing us that he has a lender that will we'll do it for three quarters of a point lower. Whoa, MJ, I'll tell whoa. you what, nothing puts on the brakes faster at that point, right? I'm locked yeah. in. I know for a fact, based upon the program, based upon all the different things, what is best for this client? We've already spoken about it. already know it. And um, so he calls me, says, I think I want to put this on hold. So he starts doing more research. The long and short of it, MJ, is this. He couldn't get the, the lower rate. If anyone, unless you've been living under a rock for the last three months, know that those <laughs> rates, because I gave him a 4% rate and he was still, this agent was looking at rates that were 60 days ago. Rates yeah. have gone through the roof, but this agent doesn't watch the business on mortgage rates and mortgage like I do, because that's my job. Yeah, that's, he yeah, changed lanes, went into my kitchen, changed into my lane, mucked up an opportunity where a buyer now had to go think, whoa, what's going on? And it took a few days, but it ended up working out. 
that's that's what I mean by by we, we can't just change lanes. And it's not just lenders and agents, MJ. It's title and it's escrow. Everyone has the opportunity to step into somebody else's lane. Yeah. But whenever they do, it has the potential of messing things up because now someone's yeah. in my lane that isn't the best at being in my lane. I am, right? And so right. that's a story. And, and, and luckily it was okay. I mean, the buyer came back and says, okay, I understand. You got, we've got a great rate and everything is fine. But when it comes to the complicated issues of rates and programs and arms and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and VA and FHA, oh, my yeah, I, it's I no different than me going into an agent's contracts. I don't talk contracts. You do, right? So that's where stay in your lane came from. Thanks for letting that me tell is, the story there. No, that is awesome. We do need to stay in our own lane for many reasons. I mean, I would say for... Number one, what a, what a, that could have gone so wrong oh. and you could have lost the client altogether just because you get them to think I'm not getting the best. You're not taking good care of Thank me. You. Or, you know, I, I thought that you were going to give me, you know, you were referred by to me or whatever. And now all of a sudden I'm being, you know, not given the best opportunities and, and, and et cetera. But who, who has the right to get into your lane like that? And cut you off, which would cause road rage. Did you get road rage? To be honest, did I, you get I did. I got really frustrated, and I got on the phone with the agent, and I, I was not pleased at all. Yeah, that this had just happened. So, I mean, obviously, was it rage? No, but it's certainly frustration, some anger. Of, what are you doing? Why are you there? I mean, MJ, we kind of talked about this before in multiple podcasts. Before, if you want to talk to somebody about this, in fact, the punking one even got into this. Don't do that kind of thing in public. Like you had said, if you want to talk to somebody, pull into their lane and then get off the freeway and talk about it that way. One-on-one, -on -one, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't do it with, with other people that are not supposed to be part of that conversation yet. Com completely. And I think that in staying in your own lane, as we kind of talk about this metaphorically, you know, there are a lot of legal matters in the real estate transaction uh, in and of itself. Okay. Excellent. So excellent point. I can't get into an attorney's lane because that's not that's not a vehicle that I can drive the vehicle. Excellent I can point. sit in the vehicle and have them take me where I need to go, but I can't be in the driver's seat. I nope. can't be in the driver's seat as the lender. You can't be in the driver's seat as the real estate professional. I cannot be in the inspector's driver's seat, nor the escrower, nor the title. And we've got to stay in our own lane because our knowledge and expertise is based on what we were taught, what exactly. we were given, you know, the knowledge to drive somebody there. Right. And so staying in your own lane totally means that. Um, I think it wouldn't be right either to be messing with people's commission and their amount of what they are to earn because that's also messing with your commission is it not you know that this is an interesting point case in point i had a seller that i had referred to an agent and the seller had asked me hey john the seller the the the, the, the agent is charging me six percent commission is that right oh. you know what my response was i'm staying the hell out of that lane right <laughs> this is has nothing to do with me at all you go back right. and you talk to your agent. If you have any questions about 
commission or contracts or anything there, this is not my lane. I do loans, right. not commission. Right. So that's right. a really good one, MJ. Right. Staying in your lane when it comes to commission. But and and I'll touch on that a little bit more. But I, I do have that question. Let me go back to that question. Do you earn a commission? Do you not? I do. Yep. As a lender, mm-hmm. is your commission based on rates? Mine are not. There was a time in our industry that my my commission was based on rates. But there was, right? it, there yeah. was a lot of regulation that stopped saying, hey, you know what? Now there's this, this lack of fairness that goes on. Now a John can charge a higher rate and get more commission. That's not possible anymore. You can't play that game anymore. So at least from a lender, a depository, a non-depository lenders, no, we cannot change it. But the fact is, it's still my commission. It's still my rate. Right. Right. And right. It's nobody else's business, like you'd said, stay out of my lane there. So the reason I'm bringing it up is to talk about my my as a real estate professional. But here's the thing. If if somebody gets involved by cutting you off and getting into your lane, number one, you could have lost your commission altogether. 100 percent. OK, which is unfair and wrong. Right. Because you said something that you shouldn't have and you don't know their situation and why they're getting 4.25 because you haven't looked at their finances. That's not your hat that you wear. Right. And and I think the other thing, too, is when it comes to the commission. If some realtor says, oh, well, see, he makes his commission off of charging you a higher rate. Wrong. And by and by saying the wrong thing and cutting you off and getting into your lane, yep. you you created a danger zone. I mean, you have literally created a, a, a nightmare for everybody because now you derailed this person. 100%. You derailed the buyer off the cliff. You derailed the lender off the cliff. You're derailing the transaction off the cliff yep. by saying something that you don't even know. I actually have had real estate agents. Because as a coach and a trainer, you know, I'm, I'm coaching and mentoring agents, right, as well as, as do my own thing. But they'll say, oh, so uh, he's charging X amount, but this other lender, because I had them talk to two, two lenders, MJ, because it's wise for them to compare. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. They should compare service and knowledge, right, and options, because one might have a portfolio product that the other one doesn't have. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that in the beginning of the transaction. Once you've chosen, you've chosen. Oh, but see, this lender's charging this interest rate because he makes more commission off of that. And I was like, oh, you are so wrong. Where did you get that information? I asked the agent. Oh, well, isn't that just the way it is? It's the way we make our money too, right? It's the same thing. The higher our percentage, the higher our commission. Oh, the higher the rate for the for the lender, the higher their their commission. Eh, wrong. So just our lack of knowledge in itself, John, of the not having the expertise in lending, you not having the expertise in our contracts, not having the expertise in how to fill out, um, you know, a 501c3 for escrow or what's going on with an affidavit of death with title. You're stepping into somebody's lane and don't know what you're doing or saying, and you can cause an accident and you you can create and rail the whole thing. Yeah. And I think everyone has seen it. 
And when you look at the cross-pollination that can happen when you start crossing over into multiple people's lanes, I mean, the examples are all over the place from recommending how one should hold title, right? Ooh, that's, I mean, the legal, that's the legal car, exactly. card or car. Right? I don't want to be driving. Yeah. Don't want to go there. So, I mean, there are, there are ways. Now that we, I can't imagine any MJ listening to this and not thinking that it, it's, it's a realistic, realistic expectation to stay in your lane. Nobody really wants to do that. But like you had said when we were doing the pre, the, the, the pre thinking of this was when should you and when can you go into someone else's lane? I mean, MJ, listen, there's a lot of times that there might be a lender, there might be somebody that is just has a deficit. Maybe the deficit is in their experience. And we don't want that person to somehow negatively affect the entire transaction because they've got a weak link in the value chain, right? How do you deal with that, right? Well, the, the, the element was be nice, be civil, put your blinker on, ask them to get off the freeway so that you can have this conversation so that you don't punk everybody and make someone potentially feel bad as a result of some something that they're doing wrong. See, there are ways to do what you need to do. Yep. And I like that you said, put your blinker on because here's the thing. We get into a transaction and we're all sharing the road. This is this real estate highway, right? We're all sharing the road. I believe that sometimes we can take this analogy and say, Hey, we all need to get on the same bus. And there's one driver. At one point in time, there's only one driver. And I think that would be the, the listing agent. The seller's agent is driving the bus, getting everybody on board that needs to be on board. The buyer's agent, the buyer, and, and so forth, right? And then everyone starts to go, okay, I know where we're going. I'm going to get into my vehicle because we all want to drive our own bus. We all want to be in the driver's seat. And sometimes the leaders need to be the one to say, Mr. Buyer, I'm the lender. I'm going to take you. And so buyer's agent, you guys get in the backseat and I'll take you and vice versa. We can take this in all different directions. But when you're driving your own bus and you want to be the leader in your own way to make your decisions about what you're going to do and request for repairs or what you're going to do when it comes to uh, the the decision of what rate and when to lock, right? Those are the decisions of the buyer. So what kind of loan I'm going to get which I'll get into in a second, I think another area where it could be dangerous, but we're sharing this road. And sometimes when I need to cut somebody off, it's, it needs to be done correctly. Like you had said, put the blinker on, but I've got to hold people accountable. I feel like if I need to get into somebody's lane, then it's not cut them off. I've just got to go, hold on a second. I need to hold you accountable. You said you were going to do this and you didn't. You're not following through seller's agent, buyer's agent, lender, inspector, escrow, type. I've got to hold people accountable. So cutting people off is literally getting in their way. Right. John. 100%. I mean, the, the whole, you know, being in your lane is something that is, is almost something that's public. It's not something that you do with somebody in the value chain by yourself. Getting into someone else's lane is changing the structure of that, that the whole transaction. You're mentioning things that you shouldn't be mentioning because you don't know anything about it. I don't talk contracts. Agents shouldn't talk rates, these kind of things, simply because MJ, 
there's somebody in the value chain that's supposed to be good that's been hired to do that job. Well, yeah. do that job and just that job. If it's outside, if you ask it, is this part of my job? And the answer is no, then don't do it. <laughs> it's that simple. Don't do it. Well, and that's why we're saying the difference between cutting somebody off and asking for permission is, sure. is putting the blinker on and saying, hey, I'm coming in. And it, when you cut somebody off, sometimes what happens is you slow them down. Yeah. Because you got in my way now when I was going and I was trucking along and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yep. And I've got everybody working in the back and in the trailer. Everybody's working in the RV. They This one's doing cooking over here and this one's taking care of this. And I've got it. You don't know what I'm doing. Now you've slowed everything down, which is going to throw us off again yep. in the way that we needed to go. We were getting closer to the finish line and now you've made it a longer process by cutting me off instead of saying, Hey, um, I, I need to put my blinker on, hold the phone. I've got to pull over. We need to talk because you're not 100%. being accountable. Yep. And there's so many ways that we, we do that. I mean, every podcast we've done MJ, it really comes down to this communicate, do a one-on-one -on -one communication. Don't, don't get into my lane and muck things up and slow things down by talking about things that you don't know what you're saying. You don't, you communicate with me and, and, and cutting me off. Actually, what it is, is, you know, we're, we're using the metaphor right now in this analogy of the road rage, because we're always driving somewhere, right? We're always trying to get somewhere. Right. And it's called road rage. Can we get annoyed and frustrated and bothered? Yes. And it can cause such a stir in everybody that you've stirred something that didn't need to happen, John. Exactly. Maybe you're not full of rage, but now you're like, good grief. You, 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 now you've got everybody bothered and upset that didn't need to be. Everything was fine. If you would have just pulled me over, I can be the big boy and girl and get bothered by it and say, hey, I don't appreciate that you're pulling me over, but okay, fine. You need to take a look in the back and see what's going on. Let me tell you what the underwriter's doing. Let me tell you what we're struggling with. Let me tell you why we're waiting on IRS um records and they're taking long let me tell you why right we are where we are but don't just cut in front of me and think that you're going to take over and try to speed me up when i can't go faster than 55 right now you know do you remember when we did the podcast on it's always escrow's fault and then no, it's not really <laughs> yeah right? it was a great one right and it, it always okay. kind of comes up that uh, on that side that escrow's got their own lane too but everyone seems to want to dive into that lane first as a means to blame yeah. somebody else that's part of the transaction, right? Um, there's just, there, there's no reason, no purpose for talking about something that you are not part of that expertise, period. Right. You know what it is, your job, what your job is. Do your job and only do Good your job. job. There's other yeah. people out there that have got the other job. Well, then delegate that to that person. This is not rocket science, but good Lord, it seems to happen a lot, MJ. It really yeah, does. It, it causes challenges. It really does. And I mean, there's so many different people in the value chain. Yeah. Just get on this highway. There's so many people driving. Yep. And some of them are not the leaders. They're following sure. to get the leaders there. 
You know, you've got underwriters and you've got processors. I've got the inspector that sometimes people get in their way too. Let them do what they do. They were actually hired by the buyer to do a job for them. Don't step in. That's the whole thing. It's stepping in somebody's way and making something worse. Right. I think that's what it is. And if I am going to pull you over, um, it might be to verify and clarify something. Yep. Do I need to go hold on everybody? Just need to verify and clarify. Can we all just take a halt for a second? We're, you know, we're the yellow light, right? Red light, then we can keep going. I think that's important. That's part of too. leadership. Yeah, that's yeah. part of expertise and knowledge too, is when we need to say, hey, everybody needs to hold on a second, but I don't need to disrespect you and cut you off. 100%. But vice versa, right? Yep. Yep. I think well, there's, um, go ahead. No, I, I think that, that really what it came down to, to me, was, and, and I've seen it across all the value chain is, you know what your job is. Just do that. Do it well. Do it purposefully. Do it the best you know how. Be humble enough to always seek being better. And if that means seeking with someone on the value chain, then you generally have got a lot of people that want the same thing, MJ. We want to make money. We want to keep our clients happy. And that's the buyers and the sellers. We know how to do that. If you don't know how to do it, then reach out and and ask for it. But the point is, you know what your job is. Do it the best you can. And really, that's it. So so I want to bring up something else just to kind of bring another like subject in it, but it's the same and, and kind of bringing in the lending and knowledge. We all want to support our clients, like you said, do the best that we can for our clients. And so many times as real estate professionals, there's a lot that we have to learn. John, I don't think you go out and learn as a lender what we do and like you would set our contracts and stuff and such. But as, as a real estate professional, we end up finding ourselves having to learn how to help move our clients in the right lane, so to speak, to put them in the right lane so that we can get them where they want to go. So we go out and go to these classes or we learn or we read about, you know, VA loans and FHA loans and you know, there's, we, we go to lunch and learns and learn about portfolio products like DSCR and, you know, all this language, right? Because we want to help our clients move into making a decision on what direction they could go and then allow the person with the right hat, yourself as the lender, to help them make the right decision based on their finances, right? But I think we can also step into somebody's lane improperly. Yeah. By overstepping information that can also cause a challenge, misrepresentation, misinformation. Yep. So I'll give you an example. Like, you know, right now, I believe it's a good opportunity to share with the buyer, as I have in the last couple of weeks with people um, that have lost the ability, John, to be able to buy based on some of the changes that have happened with the rates and so forth. And I know rates kind of came down uh, half of a percent or so this morning, right? Rates are coming down. They're always going to move, you guys. They're all, something's always going to happen. There's always going to be something. But I'm offering, John, to people to look into, have you looked into the adjustable rate mortgage? I don't think it's something to 
not consider. I think it's something that you should ask the lender about. Adjustable rate rates have a lot of fine print, but there's opportunity there. If I go in and give more information about an adjustable rate that I don't know, I'm cutting into your lane. And I could actually cause more danger than, than good and not even get them where they want to go to get them to maybe not even want to buy because I said the wrong thing. Just like That's saying that right. you make a mission off of hiring a, a, a higher interest rate because what's behind an adjustable rate mortgage? What is that fine print that I as a professional don't know, John? Oh what are God. those? There's, I mean, th there's multiple variables. There's capes, there's, there, there's caps, there's indexes, there's margins. There's the, the three-year, five-year, seven-year, 10-year uh, adjustable arms. The, the fact is that there's so many variables out there that you as an agent couldn't possibly, well, I, I, I take that back. There are some agents that are, are, are good at being able to understand the sciences and, and the mechanics behind those. But that also goes against their ability to know what they should be knowing about their specific industry as they learn about other industry stuff. There's nothing right. wrong with Jay with going and saying, hey, look at an arm and you know what? Go talk to John because he got he has all that. Just go ask him the questions. That's perfect. Right. right. It gives right. me information. Well, go and compare. So much dangerous. Right. Go and compare an adjustable rate mortgage to a fixed rate mortgage today and see if there's a benefit there for you, because I was reading about how there's, like you had said, I mean, there's, there's discounts and negative amortization and prepayment penalties and interest only options. And, um, you know, the, all those options for their type of loan need to come from their lender. Yep. And it needs to be explained by the right person who's driving in that lane and has understood their own highway. You know enough about my, my world I think to probably say certain things, right? But if you get into that <laughs> into that lane, you might just derail the whole thing. And I think I, I had wrote down sometimes getting into someone's lane. This isn't about a matter of perspective. It's about creating an accident. It's Most about time. It will right. Yeah, it, it's about yeah creating a, a problem that didn't need to be created. We just need to respect everybody's knowledge and expertise. And when they don't have it, or you feel a concern that there's lack, go to a higher power, a supervisor, do whatever you need to do, put the blinker on, say, I need to verify and clarify things because we each need to be proud. You said it much better, proud about our own techniques, knowledge and expertise of what we know and not disrespect somebody else's. I, you're 100% right, MJ. I think that because we're the real estate industry and the value chain, we're a bunch of A-type, highly emotional, extremely egotistic people in the industry. We are, and, and I'm okay with that to the extent that I know that I can't let my ego get in the way of ruining a transaction because I talk about something that I'm not trained, nor prepared, nor paid to talk about, right? So there, there's another element of damage and danger that is caused by, by doing this. And while it's true that I could, for example, 
go to a seller and say, well, you might want to go back to MJ and see if she can drop your commission by a couple percent because you're a good friends of mine. And we love you. That is just that that's unthinkable, right? Right. And maybe what you do is it's not an issue, right? You talk to the, the sellers and you say, no, it's 6%. That's just what it is. Thank you. And the sellers go, okay. But what did I do with our relationship? I have essentially destroyed a good relationship with the agent, right? The agent's yep. not going to trust me to keep my damn mouth shut in places that I shouldn't be talking because yeah. John might open up his goofy damn mouth to somebody else and completely destroy the relationship with the seller. So I'm not oh, going to use like John that. anymore. And so the no, same thing applies from the agent side. The agent starts to go in there and he starts to, to, to spew bad and, un, and, and untrue information in the lending industry. MJ, am I going to want to use that lender again? I mean, that agent again? No way. You see, uh, so there are things that happen after the transaction that are far more dangerous when it comes to the reputational issues that I'm not going to use those people because they can't be trusted to stay in their own freaking lane and don't create accidents. Oh my God. Love, love everything that you said. And, and you're, you're leaving me with the biggest part of where staying in your own lane, what it represents is this is a relationship business. Oh my God. 100%. Right? <laughs> this is relationship based. And I have a relationship with my own self to hold my own self accountable, yeah. to mind my P's and Q's, to stay in my own lane, to be respectful, to take care of my client. Yes, I'm going to call out when I need to call out, but appropriately and correctly because there are relationships at stake here. Yeah. And yeah. relationship matters so much more than trying to show that I saved the day. Yes. It was me. Yeah. It was me. I did it. Not God. you. The best way you can save the day is do your job and let yes. everybody else do theirs. Yes. That way we all save the day. The buyer yeah. gets the house. The seller gets their money. Everybody's happy. We'd, all the days got saved because we stayed in our lane. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100%. John, this was awesome. This was and good. I hope it helps everybody just uh, really know that, you know what? You don't own the whole road. <laughs> Share the road with everybody. Stay in your lane. Be a good and happy real estate driver in this value chain and be kind. That's it. Just be a responsible driver. We're all on the roads together. I love it, MJ. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Bye.